Wow, we are here today, episode six. Great lineup today between uh, topics in football, basketball, and then a great interview we got later today. Um, super pumped how everything's going. We appreciate all the feedback you guys are giving us. We, uh, we're loving this. We're loving this experience so far, creating, uh, distributing our opinions, having you guys listen to them. And then, uh, so here we are today, episode six. First topic we're going to discuss today, the Patrick Mahomes contract. Oh, man. I'm excited about getting this in. Uh, let's just go right into it. Why? You want to break down the deal? Yeah, so big contract, record setting. Mahomes signs a 10-year extension worth up to $503 million. If you take the whole contract into consideration, it's 12 years, and I think it's $530 million ballparked. Um, so obviously this absolutely trampled Mike Trout's 12-year $427 million contract that I believe he signed two years ago for the biggest contract in sports history and the first contract to possibly be worth half a billion dollars. Obviously, that the contract total is a little skewed because there's some bonuses in there that we'll get into in a bit. But the base contract itself is 10 years, $450 million. And the in- incentives, which we will break down, are worth $53 million. Man, when I saw that, I was thinking, holy shit, would it be a good time to be his brother or his best friend or his fiance? Fuck. Man, $503 million? That's incredible. Also, so happy for that guy, man. If anyone is going to get the biggest contract in sports right now, who, why wouldn't you want to give it to the Super Bowl uh, MVP, absolute champ, good-looking dude? Like, fuck. Awesome, awesome job to Patty Mahomes. Um, one thing, a couple cool things with that deal too, is that it expires when he's 37. So if he were to ride out the entire contract, he's a pretty much chief for life. Uh, no trade clause, kind of, kind of a given when you're giving someone of that character and that skill set that long of a contract. Uh, one interesting fact too, is the 140 million injury guarantee. Uh, I thought that was a very interesting aspect that I was not considering prior to the, uh, the deal was published or announced. Uh, and one thing that we're going to break down too is how this is actually, despite being five hundred and three million fucking dollars, this is considered this is considered to be a team friendly deal. Yeah, I go back and forth on that yeah. just because I don't know if you've looked at the like the salary cap breakdown and what it's worth, but his cap hit in twenty twenty seven is sixty million dollars. It's yeah, so it's. For the first four years, excuse me, no, it's five years, it's going to be around $28.5 million, uh, which kind of gives them that window, right, to continue their success for the immediate future, right? Because then they're going to go through their players, you know, you're going to trade your draft picks, you're going to assume, build the quality of the starters now to maintain that Super Bowl uh, level team, and then guys will leave or whatever, and I'm assuming that's the, the, that's the time they decided, okay, well, we kind of project this team to maybe take a step back then. We'll have a bigger cap hit then. And then just kind of move forward after that. So we can maintain this winning culture and winning, um, keeping all our top quality players right now. That's that's my guess on that. Yeah, I I understand that. I think this would have been a really good contract if it was signed and there was no pandemic. Because obviously this pandemic is going to have an effect on every sport in the salary cap. Obviously, the biggest 
effect is going to be seen in the NHL with the flat cap that could go on for the next three years. I'm not as clear as to what the NFL salary cap depends on. I'm assuming that it's still majority TV rights, but I like a safe estimate is the fact that Patty Mahomes is going to take up around 20% of the salary cap for the majority of the contract. And that's a lot. Like there's a not, not a lot of guys that you're going to find comparables for in other sports to that. I mean, probably the closest one is McDavid. Yeah. And right? he's, he's only at 14%. I want to say. So he's making 13 million on a 82 million cap. Yeah. I, uh, I yeah, I mean that 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 year you highlighted with the sixty million dollar cap hit. I just, it's a price you're gonna have to pay when you're signing the best player in the sport. I mean, sure we can debate that to a later day, but he um, he established he established himself as one of the top quarterbacks, right? And you know, the Chiefs were gonna pay him, right? If you think about it like this too, okay, say you say you don't pay him now, you wait till his contract's up, and then you franchise tag him then, and just kind of do that process. You run the risk of possibly another team trying to sign him, right? Or through that issue of the future. Why not? You just get the deal done now. You know, you like he's obviously part of their culture. He's an image of the Chiefs, and that's the Chiefs said. You know what? Yeah, we're gonna pay him a lot of money, but this is our guy. We love him, and he's our future. Yeah. No, I I agree. I mean, he's he has proved himself. He's played two years, and he has a MVP, a Super Bowl, and a Super Bowl MVP. So he's shown every year that. He can do something, um, but in- interesting fact here. So there's been five 10-year contracts given out in NFL history. Drew Bledsoe, Donovan McNabb, Mike Vick before he got arrested, Brett Favre, and Dante Culpepper. None of them have finished the contract. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, and I'm sure those same people, those people were thinking the same thing we are now. Well, those are the franchise guys, right? Those are the players that are going to take them to the promised land a year after year. But, um, yeah. Well, Vic, Vic was the only one that actually played until the age that the contract would have expired at. Um, but obviously he spent two years in jail for organizing a dog fighting ring. I can't do that. No. So, um. Yeah, I mean, none of them have even lasted. Obviously, now quarterbacks seem to be lasting a little bit longer because the NFL has become soft in the way that they treat quarterbacks. But it the contract makes sense. Obviously, you want to sign your player and lock them up long term so nobody can get them and take them away like the Bucks took Brady away from the Patriots. But that's a lot of money, and I'm sure if... I'm sure the salary cap's going to go up at some point, and we're going to look at this in six years and be like, damn, that's an absolute steal for Mahomes' value. Yeah, and of the entire contract, right, only 141.4 right, of it is guaranteed. Um, I mean, we'll break Yeah, that, that changes yeah. every year, right? Like, it's every year is guaranteed two years in advance. Mm-hmm. So... The the guarantee goes up literally every year that he plays into the contract. So if he if he plays eight years, he gets the whole contract other than the bonuses. Yeah, no, but that's I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan. I obviously think it was the right thing to do. And fuck, man, get your money. 
Oh, yeah. No. I mean, great great job by him and his agent. Um, I just think the Chiefs might have screwed, screwed themselves a little bit like towards the future, but it's a win-now mentality, and I think for at least the next five years, they're going to have a chance every year. And if you if you talk to the Chiefs fans right now and you say, or even management too, okay, say we go all for it for the next four years and say, say fuck it, we're going to suck for the two years after that, is that really a good trade-off? Oh, I think every fan base in sports would take that. Exactly, right? So it's, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of this move. I like that he... I'm sure that cap hit, like you said, what did you say, the sixth year? Is that where it comes into play? Yeah. Biggest, the yeah. That one will be tough. They'll probably lose, I don't know, a great player at that point. But, I mean, fuck it. Balls to the wall, baby. Go for it. Oh, yeah. No. For sure. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up was some of the opposing NFL reactions between, you know, uh, bigger media and GMs and personnel was the 10 years. Right, that supersedes anything right now, which is, I believe, five years is the current max of the longest quarterback contract. And their other opinion on it was that he gave up money. Right, the NFL obviously is going to get going to get impacted by Corona, but in terms of the future, right, uh, future media deals, and then one thing too is that the gambling industry will become more involved within football. So the reporting w- was saying and how. You know, despite getting $503 million over 10 years, he could have potentially gained more if he were to only sign a four- or five-year deal. Probably, and that's the thinking that the NBA essentially operates on. Yeah, <laughs> year after year. But, um, I mean, there, there's something to be said for just having the contract security, especially during a pandemic and you don't know how things are going to play out. Um, if I I think this is a, it's it's the right decision on his part, especially financially. Obviously, the contract's not going to be worth as much at the end of it because of inflation and everything that we're going to see. But I, I think he made the right choice. Yeah, no, I, I think too. I think big time too. All right, so with that in mind, one signing deal to another deal that was supposed to get signed a week ago was the Dak. Prescott contract issue. Um, I'll break it down real simple. Uh, Dak wants more money. Dallas will not give him that money. Dallas wants more years. Dak wants short amount of years. Would you say is that is that the issue right there, Wyatt? Pretty much. Pretty I think much? Dak Prescott overvalues himself too. Oh my fucking! I don't God. think he's very good. So from what I've recovered through social media researching, as an Instagram post and Adam Schefter was that Dak wanted. 40 to 45 million dollars, right? Kind of between between the 38 and 43 million dollars, that's kind of where the speculation is. And Dallas was just not viewing him as that quality of a quarterback. Also, Dallas wanted the 7 years, right? Dallas, uh, Dak wants 4 years, you know, short short uh contract and then just re up again or just sign somewhere else for even more money again. Um do you want to break down in times in terms of highlighting the difference between the Dak future deal and the, the Patrick Mahomes deal we just analyzed well so first of all Dak is going to end up signing the franchise tag yeah yeah which is at 30.4 million dollars and then let's just for a brief second look at the statistics that Dak Prescott puts up so 
Last year, yes, he did throw for 4,900 yards. Congratulations. Great job. You didn't make the playoffs. He had 30 touchdowns. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) He had 30 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Now let's look at his other seasons. That's the first time he's ever gone for over 3,900 yards. He plays behind arguably the best line in the NFL. Yep. Pro football. And he's proven that he cannot win big games. I think he's won. His record is like he has like a 20% winning percentage against teams with a winning record. And the fact that he's asking for $45 million is absolutely ridiculous. There is three players in the NFL, in my opinion, that are worth over $40 million, with that being Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson. And Dak Prescott is not nearly as good as any of those players. I mean, yeah, he's one and two in the playoffs as well, right? And the, the three guys you just named, you know, Jackson's still young. But the other two guys, Super Bowl champions, question mark, uh, best players on their team, and also great people in the locker room and just overall incredible athletes, right? And just game changers. Mm-hmm. They're gamers, man. They're gamers. They live for those big moments. And and then let's look at the fact that Dak Prescott now has CeeDee Lamb. He has Michael Gallup. He has Amari Cooper. He has Cedric Wilson, Tevin Jones, Ezekiel Elliott. And he still can't win. It's like a fucking created team on Madden. Like <laughs> It's incredible offense. Just take Andy Dalton and you're going to win the same amount of games. Yeah. So, I don't know what what Dak is on about. Like, win something and then ask for a stupid amount of money. Like, do what Joe Flacco did. <laughs> but don't come in with a below 500 playoff record. And one season of over 4,000 passing yards and ask for an astronomical amount that three players in the NFL deserve. He, yeah, like he'd be making obviously the second most in the NFL uh, for quarterbacks behind Patty Mahomes. But man, I don't even consider him a top eight quarterback, top 10 quarterback is stressing it. I feel that he, like you said, right, he couldn't show up for the big moments. And I'm not going to pay someone that amount of money to just show up and suck shit in the playoffs no thanks roll with Andy Dalton at that point I'd pay Kirk Cousins 30 million dollars if I didn't want to go anywhere (laughs) yeah and plus like the amount of resources he has like you said earlier how do you not perform in the playoffs in high high pressure moments right it's it's I guess it's going to come down to can he do it this year and can he take Jerry Jones and the Cowboys to the promised land yeah I mean they need to put money into their defense because it is Swiss cheese right now. Yeah, losing but, Byron Jones didn't help. No, not at all. Especially when the defense isn't like great to begin with. But that's still no excuse for Dak because Tom Brady was able to win with the thirty second ranked defense. So with with that in mind, I want to kind of transition to a different view on the Dak Prescott contract is his negotiation with Jerry Jones. Um I want to take a view from the Jerry Jones aspect, look at it through his eyes. Uh, if I was him, I'm thinking right now I possibly overpaid Zeke, right? He had a tough year last year, didn't perform up to his high expectant, uh, expectations. Overpaid Demarcus Lawrence. I don't know. Could you, could you ca- classify as him paying Amari Cooper too much? He's the, number one, uh, two, he's the number two paid wide receiver in the NFL. Is he the number two wide receiver in the NFL? 
I don't know. Um, if you're looking at that from his point of view is you've constantly overpaid your last three guys and in, in terms of these were the guys up for a negotiation and you kind of fucked yourself on that. Do you think that he's trying to make a point of view, a, a, not a point of view, a perspective move on, you know what, Dak, I'm not going to let you push me over. This is my number. These are my terms. Either you deal with this or I'm just going to franchise tag you. Yeah, I think he's kind of run into the same situation that we've seen Kyle Dubas run into with the Leafs, where I think he's just kind of been bullied a little bit. And obviously, I, Amari Cooper's contract, I think that's him being the se- second highest paid wide receiver in the NFL is more due to the time that he signed it at rather than the actual monetary value because the cap's gone up since the other guys signed. But um, yeah, I, I think he's just got himself into a pretty tricky situation where he's shown that he's willing to just kind of roll over and pay what he what the player wants but I think he's trying to put his foot down on this one and I think Dak thinks that he could still get what he wants yeah no for sure and then if we're going to look at this from Dak's point of view is about a year and a half ago he changed agents uh, this is largely to the belief that he, his previous agent was kind of a pushover and felt that Jerry Jones was going to take advantage of him. So he hired an agent that also represents Aaron Donald, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, among other top NFL players. The agent goes by the name of Todd Francis. And pretty much what the word on him is, is that this guy doesn't fuck around. He gets his clients money. And that's what Dak's trying to do now, right? It kind of looks like he is really focused on the money right now and just says, you know, fucking pay me or I'm going to leave, right? It's kind of, you could see that lately in, you know, his brother tweeting out shit saying you won't be a Cowboys fan for much longer. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know where he comes up with these numbers. Yeah. Dak Prescott is an 84 overall quarterback in Madden. Let's be realistic here. That's high. And he doesn't deserve this type of money. Like, there really shouldn't even be a discussion around this. He should just take $30 million. I think the franchise tag is worth more than he is. He should just take it and, quite frankly, just run straight to the bank and cash that check. Yeah. No, I'm not a Dak fan myself. And, I, yeah, I don't know where he's coming up with this money. Like, where, how do you see yourself as the number two? You know, ignore the fact that the salary cap's going to go up. Like, we'll just make believe land it's not. Right? How do you, how do you think that you're going to be worth that much money like, dude, you can't win a fucking playoff game. You can't beat the Eagles when they have replacement wide receivers. Like, fuck off. No, it it, it makes no sense. He's not better than Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Man, Kirk, Kirk had a good Cousins year. makes thirty million dollars. Yeah, Kirk had a good year. I wouldn't even say he's the best quarterback. Like, you got Wentz, who's way better than him, in my opinion. You know, ignore the fact that Foles won them the Super Bowl or took them to the Super Bowl. But you know, Wentz, I I'd have Wentz over Prescott. I'd put Prescott in the same category as Jared Goff, and I think very ooh, poorly of Jared ooh, Goff. Ooh, that guy's got a wizard at head coach. That's why he's good. Well, All he right. was good for one year. <laughs> Where do you see this going forward? Do you think he eventually... I think know, Dak Prescott's going to play for somebody else. Yeah. I think he's done. Yeah, I see, you know... There's, year, there's not very many examples that you can pick from in the last few years that you've seen a guy sign the franchise tag and then come back and sign an extension. It usually ends pretty ugly. Yep. No, I th- I'm agreeing with you. I think he stays, obviously, this upcoming year. And then Dallas tags him again, and then they ship him out 
That'd be yeah. I don't think I don't see him in a Cowboys uniform for too long. I mean, unless no, he wins the Super Bowl and has an incredible year, and then just says, "Fuck you, Jerry, pay me." <laughs> yeah, I think he, I think he's gonna get a rude awakening in free agency when nobody wants to pay him. Man, all right. With that in mind, uh, what do you think? Think it's time for an interview? Let let, let, let our so. viewers sh- uh, have a shut up for a couple minutes and hear hear about some point of views from your buddy. All right, so let's bring in today's guest. We've got former Coastal FC and Elgin Park secondary legend. I'd even go as far to say as the best keeper in Elgin Park history. He's fresh off a three-year stint in Sweden, most recently playing with I.K. Sleipner. Hayden Ways is with us today. Hey, how's it going? All right. A legend. Oh, wow. Absolute this, legend. Man, if, this interview has to be good. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for sitting down with us, Hayden. Um, Yeah, time. Thanks. Let's just get right into it. So uh, what originally led to your decision to play in Sweden? Well, for for me, it was tough because coming out of high school, especially in Canada, there's not a lot of option for players that, you know, didn't quite make it into the the first steps. Like if you get into like an Whitecaps Academy or something at a young age, you have you have an option. You have somewhere to go. Because all there is is MLS or those club teams, right? Like, you know, like Coastal FC or MLS. There's not a whole lot in between unless you want to go for the university route. So for me, university wasn't for me. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I'm very fortunate enough to have a citizenship. So I decided to go over there and see what I could find. Right. So like, was was there interest shown in you over there? Or was it something that you more seeked out yourself? Well, once again, I'm pretty lucky because um, I have family there. So I would talk to some family, see what kind of clubs were available, and just to kind of see what's there. So I, I kind of looked out for it. And was that kind of the only, like, did you look at all in Canada or look at the NCAA route at all? Or were you pretty set um, on just uh, exploring your options over there? I was pretty set on exploring my options. I did go to a few like ID camps, kind of look around, see what interests me. But the whole time in the back of my head, I thought I was going to go over there at least for a bit. All right. And then like, how'd you find the transition from North America to Swedish soccer? Well, for me, it wasn't that different because I've been back and forth to see family. So it's very much like BC, I think, in my opinion. It's it's yeah. sure sure the language is different and whatnot, but it's really not that much. So like n- no different styles, like still generally the same. Yeah, as far as like playing styles, they're obviously more technical. I think in Canada it was a lot based off of athletic ability, in my opinion. Um, versus in Sweden, they weren't that wasn't their top priority. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Like, yeah, it's so much based off athletic ability and i mean just politics too but i think you're going to find politics anywhere you go yeah like even going over there i still found quite a bit of politics and you know there's always kids of this and kids of that and you know people know other people right yeah yeah no for sure and then um how was the language barrier for you uh did you find it it was significant or well i didn't know any swedish going in and but the thing is, is that everybody there speaks English for the most part, anyway. At least the younger generations, okay. right? Everybody speaks English and really good English, so it it wasn't a big deal. It was pretty easy. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too crazy. That's for sure. Okay. 
And then were you were you going to school out there too, or were you just playing soccer? Yeah, I was doing school. Um, I went to a university there and learned the language. Actually, it was mostly just reading and writing, though. There was some speaking, you know, trying to understand, but uh, it was mostly reading and writing. And it was to prep you to go to university in Sweden because at that point, I didn't know how long I was going to stay. Right. So then, like, when you came in, how did you find that the your teammates treated you like being an import guy? I think they're actually really open. Um, I made a lot of friends there. I think they it was kind of exciting for them. And uh, it was obviously awesome for me as well. And I still talk to a lot of people there I've met. Like, they were they welcomed me with open arms. Um, so then you played for three teams while you were over there, right? Uh, yes. So you want to just give us a bit of a rundown on on the different teams or the different clubs you were with? Yeah, so the first team was actually through a family member of mine um knew somebody and it was just kind of the run of the mill men's team kind of lower division but I had nowhere to start so it was it was my foot in the door you know get into the league get into the federation so my name's in there and just so I could start climbing the ladder so I started with this men's team and uh played there for a few for a few months and after that uh I got in contact with uh under 19 team kind of a, a decently high level under 19 team. And I played there for almost a full season, a full season or more before joining uh equal statement. Okay. And yeah. then, um, so Sleipner, did you seek that transfer out or did they come after you? Yeah. Um, it was probably a little bit of both. There was a couple, I talked with a couple different clubs over there trying to find what's the best route you know, where I would play and grow the most. And uh, it, yeah, it was, it was mutual. And I think I just wanted the change of club and it, it's kind of just where it happened. And then, so like, did you find the, the Sleipner guys accepted you the same way as, as you were at the other two clubs? Yeah, I think so. Obviously I, I can't speak for all of them, but uh, I think it was pretty good. I think they were pretty welcoming. The coach especially was very nice and welcoming, and I, I, I really liked it. And then, so, Sleipner was a, they were semi-pro, right? Third division? Uh, yes, yes. So, had the, like, did you go through any contract negotiations with them? Yeah, there was a little bit. Nothing crazy, because once again, they are, it is lower divisions, so it's, it's, it's weird, but um, there was a little bit, yeah. Um, and then did you walk straight into the starting job or did you have to fight through some guys? Uh, no, there's actually, um, before me, there was a, a goalkeeper who played in division one. So I kind of just took my opportunity to be there and learn from him and kind of just grow that way. Okay. And then did you see a lot of action playing behind him or? Um, slowly, slowly more and more, not as much as I would have maybe liked to. But it is, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to compete against someone at that level. And uh, a few years older experience, of course, like quite a few years. So um, I played a lot of the side competitions, side cup competitions, and a few season games. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what, w- what was the training schedule like for, for all the different, like, did you see a significant change in the training, first of all, when you went to Sweden from... North America and then within the the teams there like as you hit different levels. 
Yeah, um, it was a pretty, I mean, it, here in Canada, it was, you know, your few times a week in a game or a couple times a week in a game, right? Pretty relaxed. Yeah. But once I start, once I joined uh, Sleipner and obviously some in the other teams, um, the schedule picked up quite a bit. It was a, a lot, a lot of it was um, basically you had to do it yourself. You had to do like, if you want to do any strength training, some of it was with the team. But a lot of it was on your own time. You had to be very disciplined for yourself. But we trained four times a week, generally. Maybe more, maybe less. Depends on you know what's happening in game schedules. And then we would play one or two games on the weekend. Okay. And then, yeah. like, they did they have they had their own facilities, I'm guessing, for you to yeah. train in? Uh, my club was very lucky because we played out of the same facilities as the top-tier pro team in that city. Oh, so we kind of we yeah we shared it with them. That's why uh, it's, it looks so nice. It's just it, it, I was so lucky, and like even training like before or after our trainings, you would see the the first pro leagues team training right before you in the in the stadium, which is an amazing experience to watch them. Yeah, no, for sure. You ever try and sneak out and get on with them? <laughs> no, no, not quite. Can't really just jump on, but <laughs> it, I definitely uh. Did my fair share of watching. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. So then, like, did they try and stick you on some sort of diet at all while, while you were over there? Or was it just eat whatever you want and try not to get too fat? <laughs> you know, it was a little bit more of that. It's it's weird because the level in the players in kind of a mid-range, lower division team is so different. Because guys work all the time, all day. And it, the level's so different because you have these young studs that are coming in trying to you know, become pro. And then you have a, some older guys that still want to play high level, but they're not fully committed. So it's really uh, varied. So it's it's based on your own diet, really. Yeah. yeah. They did sense. provide like some meals for like game time and stuff like that. And like sometimes in trainings and things like that. But it wasn't very strict. Okay. And then, so like, how does the, uh, how do the Swedish divisions work over there? Like, it, it, can you move up and move down? Like, is relegation a thing within the yeah the tiers? Yeah, relegation is a thing in all the divisions, basically, right down to the bottom to the top. Okay. So every season, obviously, depending on how many spots um, there are, you can go up and down every season, and uh, just like any other league, really. Okay, and then so like, how many divisions are there in Sweden? Oh, I can't even remember. There's it goes down quite a ways. So basically, they have the they have uh, the Allsvenskan League, the Superettan. Yeah, and then they have Division One, Two, Three, Four, Five, Six, and so on. Basically, okay. of, of the yeah, men's and then, and then obviously that yeah, that goes down to like Sunday League and whatever it is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, Can you say those league names again. Sorry, it's say don't make fun of me, man. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? That was awesome. Okay, man, all so cool. and super at done. Oh, that was sick. Oh yeah. Oh, that's nice. I uh, I gotta chime in here. Do you ever have a yeah. moment? Because you said like you're playing against different like older men, and you're saying like these guys have like lives and everything. Yeah. Do you ever have a game where you're playing against someone and you're like. Like this is a man I'm playing against. Like this guy's got like a family and two kids, and I'm just still a teenager yeah. trying to make it out here. Like you have like an oh shit moment like that. Yeah, actually, was kind of crazy because I guess technically, I'm not really. I played on that other men's team, but that was my first big high level men's team. So some of these guys were definitely different. It was definitely uh, it was definitely kind of crazy. 
Yeah. So, no. like, were you able to, like, did you take anything for, just from playing with uh, with guys, like, much older than you? Well, yeah, because some of these guys were ex-pros, played in the highest levels, so they had a lot to teach you. And, uh, you know, they're very nice and open about, and willing to do so. So um, it was awesome to see, like, what they could teach me. For sure. And then, like, you talked about um, the facility that you guys lucked out in playing in. Yeah. So, like, I'm guessing that was, like, the top-end facility in the entire league. <laughs> Definitely one of them, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Was Was there any that you just, like, you had to travel to and you're like, oh, shit, we got to play here? Yeah, there's a couple. A couple of the fields, uh, you know, weren't the greatest. <laughs> couple, <laughs> but, couple slanted fields? Yeah, yeah, things like that, yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, like, how'd you guys get around? Was it mostly, like, team buses? Like, did yeah, you guys it was, fly at all? No, we didn't fly at all. It was more or less pretty local, right? So um, it was a bus. And even if it was farther distance, we would just take the bus, generally. All right. Was it, like, what What was the lifestyle, like, playing around? Uh, what do you mean? Like, uh, like how, how are you living out there? Oh, yeah, okay. Um, well, basically, I lived in a student apartment, is what, what happened. And I went to school in the day and trained after and trained in the morning as well if i could okay so then yeah. just kind of like put you you just kind of put like school around the whole soccer schedule yeah exactly yeah because most of these guys it wasn't a full-time team right so yeah. during the day people would work and do school and whatnot so i i decided to learn, try to learn some of the language and go to school all right all right so, like, so then, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. No, I was just gonna ask you. So, sounds like you would have some free time. So, like, what would you do during your kind of time away from either soccer or school? I mean, when I was over there, and even still, like, you're pretty devoted to trying to make it as far as you can with football, sure. right? Yeah. So most of the time, you're just doing recovery and eating right and trying to, you know, stay out of trouble as much as possible. So. I don't know. I went and traveled a little bit. Um, yeah. I've had I have had friends come visit me, and we did some traveling, which was awesome, great experience, and um, really just day to day is just working out and living, maybe seeing some friends. Yeah. So you, no wild nights to Paris or to. No, not really. No you know, part of me London wished night. I did travel a little more, yeah. um, but you know, there wasn't really the time for it. There wasn't sure. enough time. You got you. You got your focus, your your goals you want to accomplish, and. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So then, uh, do you guys have any like fan interaction? You know, there was a little bit. It was basically like the old faithful guys, you know, like known the club forever and things like that. There, there were some, but it wasn't crazy. Um, yeah. Sign yeah, any autographs? So <laughs> <laughs> Sorry? Sign any autographs and babies? <laughs> no, not quite. Not quite? Nah, no, not quite so then like playing in that huge stadium obviously like yeah how how did it feel because i'm assuming obviously you guys didn't sell it out no no definitely in a big stadium like that you couldn't no yeah not so not, like, in the, not in those leagues right it's just isn't isn't there yeah i mean was there some teams in the league with smaller stadiums that like the atmosphere was really cool 
Yeah, you know what? Some of the teams with like smaller uh, stadiums uh, did fill up a little bit, which was pretty cool. Especially during um, kind of the uh, playoff games and things like that, it would fill up a little bit more. All right. And then could you uh, could you buy merch? Like, did you have the whole clan back home <laughs> walking around with Ways jerseys on? Yeah. Well, you could. Okay, so you could buy merchandise from the store and from the club store and things like that, and online. And uh, but you couldn't buy custom jerseys for the team, which was okay. unfortunate. But you could buy Damn. like shirts, scarves, you know, jackets, pants, like the whole deal. Yeah. Fuck, that would have been cool. Bring them away, <laughs> oh, I know, too car. bad. Oh, this is this is me. This is just my jersey. That'd be fucking oh, sick. That'd yeah, cool. I mean, I have my own jerseys, but you know, I couldn't really. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's when you know that you make it when you just walk down the street and you see somebody wearing. Oh, your yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> or I mean, when you get in a video game, whichever comes first. Oh yeah, exactly. Um. So then, like, did you guys have like a? key rival team Mm, we did have one in particular that i could think of there might have been another one because it is pretty close together right it is yeah yeah generally pretty close so you do get a little uh it does get a little heated between a couple teams like like were the dirt was there some derby games that were pretty pretty nasty or pretty dirty yeah a little bit they could they could get a little dirty uh (laughs) but you know that happens, right? Yeah, I'm assuming they were worse than the old good old Algin EMS rivalry. Oh yeah, back, they're a little worse than that, day. but that was still pretty good, though. That was still pretty good. Now let's let's talk about coronavirus and how it how it's affected you. Like how how have you felt it's hit you? Well, for me, it's kind of weird timing. I mean, it's crazy to think that I could have been still over there if I were to sign another contract and decided to stay over there longer. I would have been stuck there still, which is kind of crazy to think. Yeah. Um, But fortunately I am back and, you know, around my family and everybody. So in that aspect, it's nice. Um, When I did move back, I did decide to set aside some time to, you know, take some time off, relax, see what's going to happen in this next portion, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, But the coronavirus thing kind of made it go a little longer than I wanted. (laughs) but yeah but now we'll see things are slowly opening up and getting better and teams are starting to play again and uh we'll just kind of see what happens from here on out yeah so like when when did you come back did you come back before everything kind of started to close off yeah i came back um i think roughly mid-december oh okay wow yeah yeah so then but then like obviously you have dual citizenship are you it, 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 are you able to go back if you had wanted to? Um, I'm not sure right now with the flights and with uh, with COVID-19, but uh, once it all opens up, I could. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you interested in going back or are you trying to stay more central at home at this it, point? It's tough to say, I think, right now. Um, I would like to be home and obviously in Canada and in BC because that's where everything is. And, you know, I love BC, but, uh, you never know. I still have a couple clubs. I might be, I might talk to and kind of reach out every now and then. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would assume that clubs are going to be looking for a decent amount of guys. Cause I would think that most of the imports are in the same situation as you. And they're just kind of stuck at home. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just a quick question. Uh, you had mentioned before, like you, you have a part citizenship being uh, Swedish. So have you thought about like trying to jump to like other countries or other pro leagues? Or are you kind of thinking it's either Canada or Sweden? I have thought about going to other countries, actually. I've talked to a few people I know, you know, that have been in different places and that are playing in different places and kind of just to feel out um, what there is. Um, but I haven't seen anything serious yet. Um, but it's definitely something that would be uh, a great experience. Do you feel like, um, are you kind of motivated not only be- behind like the soccer aspect, you know, to try to jump to a better league, but also like kind of like a cultural, like a different, uh, different lifestyle or just another way of living. Yeah. You know, that would be pretty cool. Um, it, it would be very interesting to see more cultures. And after I've seen Sweden and been both here in Canada and there, I would like, I would like to see more. It would be cool. Is there, see how they treat the sport differently and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. Is there yeah. like one league you're kind of, you're thinking like, fuck, that would be awesome to go to. Well, at the moment, ugh, I'm not sure. But there's there's so many good leagues. I think that's why it's just hard to choose from. There's so many great countries I would like to see and play. Gotcha. Cool. No, like that's that's I'm I'm very jealous of you. That's just so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, what's your take on the CPL? Like, is that is that an option for you at this point? You know, I I love the idea of the league. It's uh it's very exciting. I, I was very excited when I saw that they announced it. What was that? Roughly like a year ago or so, maybe. Yeah, I, I think it was. It was two years ago. Yeah, two years they announced it, but yeah. Uh, That was very exciting when I saw it. That would be a dream come true to play within BC or within Canada. Yeah, because they got the Pacific Nines around the island, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think they have eight teams, if I'm correct, in the Canadian Premier League, right? Yeah, and they're they're across Canada, so like that that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It'd be crazy to play in any one of those clubs. It'd be awesome to be, be here and playing professional soccer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like ha- have you been to the Pacific Nine facility? No, actually, I haven't found the time to get over there yet, but I would love to. I'm planning on going there soon just to kind of have a look. Yeah, no, it's really nice. You've been there. You've been there. Yeah. No, I I did a Rugby Canada camp last oh, summer yeah. and, and that, that's where right. they held it. <laughs> I'm a little self-plug. Self self yeah. <laughs> but uh no like that that's where the rugby canada headquarters is is okay okay that facility. but it, it's actually really nice like i i didn't expect it to be as nice as it is yeah it looks really nice from what i've seen i mean i've been following it pretty closely like online and trying to watch games but uh it looks pretty crazy yeah no and i it's probably i want to say it's like a two or three thousand capacity it's it's kind of like oh, yeah. one of those half stadiums where like you you got the bleachers built in on one side. That's and then right. The, I've seen that. Yeah. Open ended. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I mean, have you had any contact with the CPL or? Um, briefly, I had a contact. I had contact with one club very briefly. Um, yeah, and that was it. It didn't. It didn't quite work out, but it was still very exciting. Yeah, like just kind of a a feeler was put out just to see yeah. where you're. You're exactly at. it was a feeler and kind of maybe this could happen maybe not and then in the end it's just you know timing wise right yeah for sure yeah so, um oh why go ahead, Jack. um so i don't know about soccer but i know with hockey like a lot of some of my friends and guys i know at like kind of your level would have like player agents is that something that like oh yeah big into soccer or is that something that that is and you just feel you know i don't really need that at this point in my career 
Um, for me now, I was starting to feel it a little bit when I was trying to find other um, places to go. When I decided, when I was close to deciding to move back, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of started getting to that point where maybe I do need something because you don't have enough. You don't know enough people, right? You never know enough people to feel out all sure. these different clubs yeah. and countries and places. So it, it definitely is a good thing. Definitely when you're trying to make that jump into from semi pro to pro. Yeah, because. You know, our our uh, episode last week, my one buddy, he said his agent just got him on the team. Like, I, I went one summer, I went to 22 <laughs> different teams, and I got cut from every yeah. single fucking one of them. So I thought, <laughs> imagine, like, yeah, like, having an agent to just be like, okay, you know what? Like, out of nowhere, right? Oh, I got a team for you. But, I mean, it's it's just it's kind of a whole different animal right having that agent and yeah exactly they can be they can be really great and you know give you a lot of exposure and they know what they're doing i mean some of them right it's, yeah, it, it's, sure. as long as you can find one that is good and you can trust mm-hmm. i think that's the most important but it, they, they could definitely be very helpful yeah no for sure for sure no. i don't know how many times you joked about me representing you in high school <laughs> oh I mean, that yeah was, that was just a yeah. thing <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, all right, so like at this point, have you looked in or have you thought about going the NCAA route at this point and still getting an education while while playing? Or are you trying to st- or actually are you even eligible having played semi pro? Here's the thing: I'm not sure if I am still eligible, but I did play only one season, so regardless, it would only take one year away. But I'm, okay. I might, I might even still be eligible for all four or whatever happens, right? I'm not. I'd, I'd have to look into that a little bit more. Yeah, but um, I'm not. You know, I'm. It's not out of the picture completely. As of right now, I haven't decided that or haven't leaned that way. But I'm. It's not. It's not out of the question completely. No. Yeah, I mean, have you had any interest? Not really. The only time I uh, had some interest was before was is in high school. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So then, I mean, we've touched on it already, but you do have dual citizenship. So yeah. if the opportunity ever arose for you mm-hmm. to choose between Sweden and Canada, which oh, side, man? Would, which side are you going for? Oh, you know, I, I've thought about this a few times because who hasn't, right? When you're in this, yeah. you know. <laughs> but it's a hard decision because. Some would say that Sweden is potentially could go to bigger tournaments and to bigger things, right? They're a little yeah. bit, you know, a European yeah, well, country. They, like, yeah, they, you know? they have the Euro chance and all that. Exactly. But Canada, part of me yeah. has this weird spot for Canada, you know, being born here. And like, sure, being dual citizenship, it's awesome. But, but you know, I kind of have a sweet spot for Canada as well. It'd be, it'd be kind of crazy to play for Canada. Yeah. And I mean, Canadian soccer is on the rise. It is. Right it's. It really is. It's looking promising. Yeah, and especially with, uh, I think they're like completely reseeding the 2022 World Cup. Really? So, yeah, like because uh, they canceled the Concacaf tournament. I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or that the hex or whatever it's called. Yep. And so now I think they're just they're spitting it into like three different pools, and I think whoever wins each pool gets one of the sp- CONCACAF spots. Oh, yeah. Or at least that that's what I've been hearing. Yeah, I did hear something about that, too. Yeah. But then, uh, I mean, they're in the 2026 World Cup. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, we know that much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's... Canadian soccer's looking up. I mean, 
Alphonse Davies is essentially running that team, but well, yeah, he's the cover boy for Canada right now. Yeah, well, rookie, winning Rookie of the Year in Bundesliga doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt. Oh no, not at all. I remember, I remember watching his very first game for the Whitecaps and being so excited, and um, being like, "That's the that's the sixteen or 15, 15 kid, your fifteen year old kid, right?" Yeah, it was like I saw him getting subbed on his first appearance for Whitecaps. I was at the game. I was like, "This guy's crazy! I can't believe he's he's starting right now, or he's not starting. I can't believe he's being subbed on right now. He's playing with the team." Yeah, no, that was that was wild, and he progressed so quickly, so quickly. He outgrew Whitecaps like that. Oh yeah, well, like they, I can't remember who came up with like the player values, but they were valuing him at like 115 million. Oh, I, I yeah, like it, it's so crazy. He's definitely special. Yeah, and Whitecaps sold them for like, yeah, jeez. Yeah, that's good management. <laughs> Way to go, guys. No, but he's great to watch. I love watching him play. I think it's just his pure athleticism is what gets oh, me. Man, he's so fast. Yeah, he's, he's so, so good fast. off the ball. And like yeah, seeing sure, that they converted him into a left back, like I don't hate it. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. It's a good spot for him. Yeah, like a left wing back, you know, plays a little aggressive because he can get back, right? He has the athleticism. Yeah, I kind of picture him as a... Uh, can't remember what the German right back's name is, but Kimmich. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kimmich with more upside. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, um, he's, he's a great player. Yeah. He's very exciting. All right, so... We got a little, a little bit of like a more personal, like into you section here. All right. So, uh, do you have any like game day routines that you went through or uh, superstitions? You know, that's the thing. I was never, not that I can think of anyway. I was never big into the superstitions. Maybe that much. Maybe if you ask someone else, they could tell you differently. Maybe I just don't realize what I'm doing. Yeah. Because sometimes that can happen. But not that I can think of. I have maybe my few positional things, you know, as you're walking on the field. I always uh, go to the back of the net, square myself up in the goal and kind of pound on the crossbar a bit and jump up at it. But there's really not a lot of pregame superstitions. All right. Is there is there anything like you 100% avoid like the day before a game, like the morning of the game? <sighs> I, I, I just... I try not to sit in bed all day. I try to be a move a little bit. I don't want to get stiff and kind of just sit there and feel lazy minded. Like I want to get out at least, you know, walking around doing something light. You don't want to do nothing the day before. Yeah, no, fair yeah. enough. You want to move your legs a bit, even if it's a light training session right, right before. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so if you hadn't been playing soccer over the last few years, what would you, what would you have been doing? oh man that's a tough question it's hard to say i mean maybe maybe i would have decided to stay here and try uh, the universities and schooling here um i don't know do you mean as far as like career wise or sports yeah like just career wise like what direction would you have gone in or just like sports in general like would you have tried had had soccer been completely eliminated okay okay like what? What would? What do you think the route would have been? I mean, I was. I've been pretty, and still am interested in you know 
biology and like kinesiology, you know, as a lot of athletes are right. Yeah. So I think I maybe might've pursued that a little heavier if there wasn't, you know, a sport I was attached to. All right. Yeah. So then as a goalie, and I know I hear about Jack's oh, no. <laughs> shitting on, on his players all the time, but like, what's oh, your no. biggest pet peeve as a goalie? You know, I don't know if this is normal or not, but even in training or anything or warmups, if you're standing in the net and you're doing something or not, it's not time to take shots. Not time to take shots or oh, anything. Oh my and god! Players do this. Though. Yeah. No matter what yeah. level you're on, all players do this. They take shots while you're not looking, while you're standing in the goal, which is so unsafe. And and they know it's not time to take shots, and they keep doing it. And every now and then, you get a ball off the temple, the side of the head, and somewhere, you know, like it actually is dangerous. Like you, you know. So I always yeah. get really mad when people are shooting like out of turn or something. I don't know why, but I do. Do you snap? I can sometimes, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> but I try not to, you know, as things happen, you know, yeah, you want to let them do their thing. Need, but... Sometimes they need it though. You got to let them know. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. No, it, trust me. It's happened a few times. Hayden, one night, one maybe night. more than a few times. Maybe I'm, you know, <laughs> Here, I'll, sh- I'll share first. There was a playoff game I had and my teammates were just like, I don't know what, like, I'm assuming soccer is the same thing, right? You, you go through your yeah. warm-up, you're warming up the, your hands, you know, diving, whatever it may yeah. be. And the guys were just ripping on me, going post in. So I looked at them, told them all to fuck off, and I threw the net off the ice, and I walked off. Holy. Yeah, I, I, I snapped. I, no, I'm a hothead. Obviously, you can't do that in soccer, but, like, have you ever snapped at all or to a point? I don't think I've snapped, like, crazy. I've maybe told someone off a little bit, but I don't think I've completely snapped. All right, so I'm just a, a, yeah. a five, okay? Yeah, you might be a little, uh, little you know. Yeah, no, it worked though. It worked, man. They didn't do it again. So fair enough. You got their attention. <laughs> so like, yeah, continue. You got some personal questions or fire. Yeah. Um. So like, at any point throughout your uh, career, do you have a all time favorite teammate? Oh, that's pretty hard. I mean, a favorite two. Favorite two. Is that favorite is that two? I don't know if I can narrow it down. Like I've met so many people playing now, oh, and. God. I have, I, I can't, I, you know, I can't do that. You're too nice of a guy. No, it's true though. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's yeah. a honest answer. Like it's hard to pick a favorite teammate. I've had a few, you know, you grow closer with friends as you do and certain friends, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it's crazy. Sure. It's, it's crazy now. Cause now I have a few friends. I still, I still talk to in, in Sweden and here now. So it's crazy. Do you have like a one moment that stands out or like one game that you got to play in? Uh, I remember we were playing a quarterfinal game in Sweden and uh, with uh, Eko Sleipner. And uh, we were doing penalty shots. And uh, saving one of those penalties to get us through was was awesome. Was that cool. one of the clips in your highlight video? Yes, yes. Oh, I, man, I, so I was trying to find stuff on you. And I watched yeah. your video. I'm like, some of those saves were so cool. I was like, oh, I was cheering for you from over here. So I was like, Yeah, that was, that was nice. pretty exciting. There was uh, obviously a little bit more fans there. Obviously, still not a lot, but there were so- more show up, and they were like cheering, and it was uh, it was exciting. And then oh, you guys played the uh, like back back in our high school days. You guys yeah. played the uh, the Cameroon women's team, didn't you? Yeah, we did actually. Yeah, the club yeah, team and, like, did. The, yeah. the World Cup tune-up games or whatever. Yeah, it was. they came over early as all teams do for World Cups. You know, to you know get used to the climate and whatnot. 
And uh, yeah, we played them as like one of their tune-up games, and it was it was awesome. It was crazy. Where's that rank on like the the moments for you? I still think about it all the time, just because how cool it is. Yeah, you know, you're playing a a World Cup team. What was the score? No. <laughs> you okay. Destroyed? You got no. no we didn't get destroyed. We did lose, but we didn't get destroyed. Okay. All right. That's good. Yeah. I think it was it was three one three two. Okay. Oh, that's pretty good then. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I was there. I don't remember what the score was. Did Wyatt play? Jeez. No, no, I was <laughs> no, on that. No, he did not play. Oh, uh, you're you're saying that like <laughs> I would have fucking Wyatt play. <laughs> no, no, I was not that good. No. Yeah, Wyatt was in the stands for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, here, I got one for you. Um, okay. Are you uh, big into like FIFA? You play FIFA at all or no? Oh yeah, I yeah? play. I play quite a bit of FIFA. So, uh, like, what what do you play? Like, what modes do you play? Oh, I mean, I like to play a lot of pro clubs with my friends. That's, oh, okay. that's definitely a big one. But obviously, ultimate team, like everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, got to build your team up. Is there is there one guy you're like, oh fuck, I, I always need to have him. You just love playing with him. Ooh, I'd have to Ibra? think about that. Yeah, Ibra's definitely a solid one. Yeah, I don't know. Ibra's who that definitely is, solid. Okay. Um, who's the hockey comparison, Wyatt? Um, so hockey comparison. Who's the biggest personality in the world of hockey? Subban. I guess like times Subban by like fifty. What about Sagan? Sagan is he like no no man? Slatten is like king of the world. Oh, he's he's a he's a big guy. He's definitely there. There is no other athlete like Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Oh, that's oh Ibrahimovic. Okay, I know him. Yeah, he's got it now. <laughs> I didn't know his, his first name. Uh, we're, we're a little we're a little slow over here. Yeah, that's all right. Okay, one one uh one last one for me. Are yeah. you uh Messi or Ronaldo? Which one? Who's better? Messi. Oh, that was quick. That was quick. Yeah, yeah. I've had that one loaded up for a while. Okay, I yeah, like because he's shorter. I'm short. I'm very short. So I gotta get cheer on fellow short. I think it's just his pure talent. Like it's it's it looks effortless. Is why I like it. I've I've actually you know of my three soccer friends, I've heard that too. That he just makes it like he's incredibly talented. He just floats. It looks like he's floating. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, Ronaldo's great. But you know, I'm I'm a Ronaldo guy, and I always have been. So that's fair. Yeah, we we don't need to get into that. No, it's all right. <laughs> and then, uh, so have you ever had a team like any of any of the sc- school cl- teams, club teams, semi pro that you felt like could have gone really far, but just kind of shit the bed? I'm gonna be honest. Our high school team should have went way further than it did. Yep, that's exactly the answer I was thinking. <laughs> our high school, <laughs> high school team was looking really good. We had a lot of great players on there. But I think the commitment just wasn't there from a lot of people. That senior team, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That could have been so good. That could have been a really fun year. Um, I was excited. I thought we were going to go pretty far. Yeah. And Jack, like, we got custom jerseys and everything. Yeah, we went all out. And these things showed up, like, part of the way through the season. But we're like, (laughs) no, we're going all the way to provincials. Like, we'll Uh win this shit. Like... It's, it's going to so be bad. so worth it. And we we had the jerseys for like two games. Is uh, yeah. Do you guys like out in BC, Does do they stress like uh, club over high school or high school over club or where does it kind of stand? 
Oh, high school is like the lowest level. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. High school is just for fun. You know, you get all your friends together and play. It's just jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And our our high school team, like we picked the team. Yeah. Oh, well, we didn't, we had we. I mean, Miss James was a great coach. Oh, shout out to Carrie James. Yeah, she was awesome. Uh, we all love her. But uh, yeah, we did pick the teams. Yeah. Man. Sometimes we had to throw a little a little bone out there and have somebody we didn't want on the team, but. Mm, yeah you know every team has that though (laughs) our roommate won't shut up about his high school soccer experience (laughs) fuck man guy lives through it if he he doesn't listen to our show 100% he doesn't listen but if he does he knows exactly who we're talking about no like (laughs) Ontario high school sports is just like something else out there man like they have like offsa which is like provincials for everything oh yeah and this guy just walks around like he went to provincials once. And he, he walks around in this hoodie and he just lives in it like twenty four seven. It's just like the highlight of his life. Hey, yeah. I mean, you gotta you know take it back to the glory days always. <laughs> and his high school had what? Oh, I mean, I was fucking in it. It had like yeah. three hundred <laughs> people. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, that's no. That's a good story. It's a good story. So, okay, so I, I got to ask, what was Wyatt like in high school? Do you remember? What do I want, he showed what do I want to say? Where, 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 <laughs> where did he start? Expose him. So he, he, <laughs> no. He looked like, um, fuck, what's that rapper's name? Macklemore? Yes, yes. Oh, he no. looked like Macklemore in high school. You know, I'll tell you this much. He's... You know why was a great athlete. He could oh, he could, he could run that. really fast. No, 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 no. Hold on. He <laughs> could run really fast. He he's a great athlete, but he was the first one to let you know about it. <laughs> so he's <laughs> guy. He he wouldn't let it go unheard. Oh man, <laughs> he's, he's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, no I, part of that is wrong. I got a good story to expose Wyatt. So there was our freshman year. We were um, him and me and a bunch of couple of people we live with on our floor. We're coming back, and he's like, "Jack, you want to race?" In this, we're I've got like you know eight beers, ten beers in, and I'm feeling good. So I was like, "Sure, oh, no. give me a head start." I'm like, "Okay, this guy's wearing Converse's. I'm wearing like you know, I was wearing running shoes, mm. and I'm like I'm gonna kill him." I I run and I can see him coming behind me this fucking this ginger hair is just sprinting behind me catching me behind me i beat him because like i was given a huge head start but like i remember that race to this day this guy just whenever he whenever he gets drunk he gets overconfident in his racing and that he just wants to race everyone holy no, that's good it's too bad i had no all right well thanks for doing this man yeah anytime thanks for having me on oh super yeah fun. i mean uh We'll uh we'll stay updated with how your how everything progresses with you and yeah uh, for sure who knows maybe maybe you'll come back yeah you never know we'll see what happens I'm excited incredible interview super happy with how that went very unique uh, perspective in terms of you know having a soccer player come in talk about the lifestyle and in Sweden a bit and just hearing what he had to say so with that from Sweden we'll travel to Florida. And the NBA is returning. Fuck yes. Uh, NBA is returning to specifically Walt Disney World. Yeah. So NBA going to Florida, starting the restart. They're going to have nine teams in the East and something like 
12, 13 teams in the West. So it's going to be an, an interesting situation. They're going to have a nine-game restart, which now we're finding out does not count towards the MVP votes. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays into it with voting bias and how it even the playoffs can tend to sneak into how those votes are received. But before I get your opinion here, Jack, what I thought was really interesting is that the the teams aren't all going to end up with the same amount of games played. Like the Lakers and the Spurs are going to end up at 71 games played and the Mavs are going to end up at 75 and everybody else is, is at 72 to 73. Uh, that's fucked. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that really, I mean, it's just, just, I guess it's just trying to make the best out of a bad situation at this point. It's, it's really unfortunate in how the season ended with teams having an uneven uh, amount of games played. And I mean, Adam Silver just tried to do the best he could in creating a level playing field post the uh, post pause and just having them all play the same amount of games. Um, in terms of overall, it's a shit bounce. Mavericks obviously get a slightly better hand than most teams, but I'm. It's just it's Corona, man. That's that's all I gotta say. It's just it's what Silver could do in a shitty scenario. Yeah, and I mean. He deserves to be commended for the fact that he was able to put this restart in. It it was going to be hard to see everybody play the same amount of games because everybody was at different points. Um, but now now let's move into the sort of the uh, the lifestyle and some of the news that's come out of the bubble, so we're calling it. So we've already seen some guys try to sneak girls into the bubble. We've seen, I can't remember what the guy's name was, but he got stuck on two-week quarantine because he left the bubble to get skipped the dishes. Sean Holmes. I fucking yeah. love it. Trying to get his food, man. I respect that. And Dwight Howard has already been reported like twice for not oh, wearing a mask. That's so fucking, st- oh, A, bro, just wear the mask. And two, who the, f- what bitch is reporting on him, man? It's, it's definitely Rock the- Rivers. It's the Clippers. Yeah, it's the Clippers. It's the Clippers. It's Bev just fucking them over. Also one of my favorite players. That guy's an animal. But, like, yeah, that's hilarious. Dude, just wear the mask. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it really isn't that hard. And who knows what happens if LeBron doesn't wear one. I think everything's going to go nuts. Yeah, no, I think so, too. It's, uh, it's from the first reporting, I don't know what you saw, was, like, the, the players were complaining about the food and how it was so shit, but... I mean, after time, it it, get bought, it got better. I'm sure someone realized that they can't. They need to feed these guys. They're six foot seven, two hundred and eighty pound athletes that are just complete animals. Yeah, I didn't think so, it was shit. I think it was just uh, small, like really small portions. Yeah, and it was. Just, I think I think they've got some gourmet cooks that they've flown yeah, in or whatever. Yeah, it just you know they they screwed up once and then it got to social media and then they blew it out of proportion. But yeah, from what I saw lately is. It's uh, it's getting better, but yeah. What what I loved and I just saw today on social media actually is they got a pop, like they're building their own barber shop. Oh, I didn't see that. That's awesome. I think it's awesome, and I mean LeBron has a barber on his payroll. <laughs> hey, I've seen his so, show. It's incredible. It, yeah. So barbers obviously are very important in the NBA above all other sports. I mean, maybe soccer has 
views barbers as being more important, but man, I just thought that was awesome. Yeah, no, I I, I think it's great. Um, did you hear the latest shit and how Jimmy Butler had uh, security called on him because he's dribbling his basketball? Yeah, I did. Got a noise complaint. Who who is calling this noise complaint? It's Karen. It's Karen from downstairs complaining because this guy. Who else is in the hotel? Yeah, no, it makes no sense. Again, it's the Clippers, Stock Rivers. He's complaining. Probably Kawhi. <laughs> no. But he needed his nine hours of sleep. <laughs> uh, uh, injury maintenance. That's what it is. Resting. <laughs> it's uh, one thing, though, too, is that I'm not too sure if you're on the hotels, but they, they put all the – I mean, it makes sense. But this is also what I found kind of funny was they put all the top-tier teams – you know, in the best in, hotel, in the best hotels, yeah. and who social media and you know all the analysts say will win the finals, and then they put the peasants in the yacht club. I don't know what that is. I doubt it's actually that bad, but I just I thought how like the the best players were getting the best hotel, and it's just like I just thought it was it, funny. It makes sense because the NBA more than any other sport, like the number one and number two seed gonna go to the finals yeah no like it made so, sense i just thought it was interesting like th- those guys should they're gonna be there for the longest time like they should be the most comfortable for sure but, oh yeah no that's that's hilarious because i mean there's 13 teams in the west and you've got like six or seven of them in the crappiest hotel <laughs> tough bounce win some more games and then you won't have to do it what did you uh just your opinion on this there was some speculation that when the NBA was constructing a return, that they really focused on having the Pelicans make the play-ins, right? So they were actually adjusting some of the minor rules in terms of uh, points qualification to get Zion, Lonzo, Ingram, uh, Holiday all into the all into the bubble, just so they could see a possible first-round matchup of Lakers-Pelicans. I like it. I actually like it a lot. That's going to take a lot of work to get the Pelicans into the playoffs. Yep. They got to pretty much what? Win out? They got to win out. Yeah. There's three and a half games behind the Grizzlies, but this is where the whole eighth seed play-in game comes in. Because if the ninth seed is less than five games behind the eighth seed, there's a two-game series between the eight and the ninth seed, and then the ninth seed has to win both of those games. And if they do that, then they're the eight seed. So just win your games and you'll get in. <laughs> exactly. That's how that works. But I mean, the Blazers, the Pelicans, and the Kings are all tied. And they're all three and a half games behind the Grizzlies. So this is going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out. Yeah. No, I'm definitely pumped. I'm excited to watch it again. And one thing, too, I mean, it's just kind of tough way it all uh, went out was the, the schedules. Right? Wasn't the Raptors known to have either the toughest or top three toughest schedule? I wasn't really sure, but that doesn't surprise me. I mean, the NBA hates Canada. <laughs> they're, they're all just uh, coming together to just shit on the Raptors. Although, although they got in the best hotel. So there's, you know, you take some and you give some, I guess. There is that. I mean, you can only do so much publicly before it becomes suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's going to be hard for the Raptors to move backwards. They got three games on the Celtics. Obviously, they're not going to move up. They're six and a half games back in the box, but I don't see them 
moving. I think the movement in the in the East is going to be between uh, the Heat, the Pacers, and the 76ers. Yeah. No, I mean, I I'm a you know I'm a Heat fan, so I don't see. I think it's the only real movement I actually see from coming from this at all is just the West, right? Seeing where those final playoff spots land. I think that's the only thing that's actually going to change. I think the East is going to stay almost the exact same. Yeah, no, I can see that. I just think the fact that all the teams are playing each other and they're not playing the bottom feeders yeah. could have an effect. But I, I'm with you. I think the West is going to see a decent amount of movement, whereas the East might see somebody move up one spot. I No, I, I, that's awesome. I think that there'll be a better day when we can go and break this down further, but today is not that day. Uh, super pumped that you guys listened all the way through. Uh, Wyatt, I'm, I'm done. Uh, you got anything else to say? Yeah, just uh, thanks for making it through another episode. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Matter of Opinion Podcast. And if you've got anything you want to hear from us, anything you want us to talk about, shoot us a DM or shoot us an email at matteropinionpod at gmail.com. We're taking anything we get into consideration. We want to know what you guys want to hear. Um, And yeah, thanks for spending an hour of your week with us. Yeah, moo. Thanks, thanks, people.